Welcome to Omla's Visionary Wellbeing Podcast for individuals and businesses to thrive. And in this podcast, I'm speaking to interesting people who are business leaders or experts within the field of health and well-being. I'm so happy that you've decided to listen in to this episode and I hope it will bring you some inspiration and clarity how you can go about your day to boost your health and well-being, to increase your um, happiness at work and outside of work, as I do believe we all strive to live life to our highest potential. And that we just need a little bit of a reminder or good examples of how to make it happen in our own lives. So with that said, warm welcome and I hope you will enjoy this episode. With me today I have Lisa and Sophia. How are you feeling today? Good. Happy to be here. Oh, so happy. (laughs) (laughs) For a good start of the year, a good session that... We are going to explore the topic of mental clarity and connecting to the inner compass. And uh, that will be through a set of interesting tools and techniques. But what will you be sharing today, Elisa? So I'll go through quite a few different practices that I do when I feel a, a sense of overwhelm or when I'm in distress and cannot think clearly, essentially. Um, So I'll be sharing what I do. And then also I'll finish off with a typical EFT tapping sequence as well, because that's one of my favorite tools to shift energy. That sounds really exciting. And so great that you can share those practical tools that we can use uh, during the day. That's right. (laughs) Sophia, what are you going to share? Well, I'm going to share um, a tool that I use when I try to visualize what I lo- would like to call in for the year. So using the our breathing. So yeah, I look forward to share that easy tool. Amazing. And now, since we're start- officially starting this session, and we decided to have this session on the topic of mental clarity and how to connect here in the compass. As that's something I believe we all strive for and that we want to do. But in this life, in this world where so much things are happening around us, it can sometimes be very challenging or actually very difficult to tune into what you need. And that's why we decided to have this session to give a set of practical tools and techniques that you can use during your day. And for those of you who doesn't know me, my name is Miriam Sundholm and I'm the founder of the health company Omla. And I have the privilege of working with experienced health experts. And two of my favorite ones are with me today, Alyssa and Sophia. So with that said, maybe I'm just gonna hand it over to you, Alyssa, so you can give a little short introduction you are, what you work with, and what you will be doing. Yeah, take us through these interesting techniques. Absolutely. Thank you. So my name is Elisa, and I'm an EFT practitioner on a part-time basis, but I also am a school counselor, actually. So I work with children from, you know, pre to nine. So that's 
between the ages of six and 16. And previously I was working as a health and wellbeing manager at the university. So I've been working with various different individuals throughout all my life really, and their well-being, so to say. And um, today I'll be, go th I'll be going through various practices that I do when I'm in, straight, uh, in a state of distress and what I do to kind of calm my system down essentially. And um, I'll finish today's my little part with a little EFT tapping sequence. So um, hopefully that will be of use whenever someone is feeling overwhelmed. Is that good? It sounds great. really good and something I believe many people can relate to, the feeling mm -hmm. of overwhelm. Not, it's just been a new year um, and I think a lot of people are excited about what's, uh, what's coming and have a lot of plans. But mm -hmm. in all of that, in this excitement and the things to do, that can also sometimes cause a bit of stress. At least that's how I feel sometimes. Absolutely. And it's important to also elicit, you know, what is a positive stress and what might be a toxic stress. So, so let's say that we're feeling quite overwhelmed here and now, and we are quite um, in a state of mental clutter, I'd like to say. There's lots of things happening in your body and your mind. And what I really do is I always try to welcome stillness in my life at that time. And that means just trying to kind of disconnect a little bit from the world, um, you know, silencing any notifications or any distractions for the, for the moment and just taking time out and doing something that I find grounding for myself. And that could look differently for different people, of course. Um, some people may want to go for a run to clear their thoughts, but some people may just meditate um, and connect with their body, which I also prefer, but also connect not only to the stress that I'm sensing, but also the, the, the lack of stress that I'm sensing. There might be parts in your body that aren't in tension or pain, just, you know, feeling comfort and, and sort of, yeah, relaxed essentially. And I try to connect with those parts as well. And then, of course, I'd like to invite everyone to always have a piece of paper nearby for a bit of journaling or, you know, writing in a diary, just the different stresses that you may identify in your life here and now. And when you express it on a piece of paper, it's quite easy then um, to to see things from a different perspective, perhaps you might zoom out and be able to recognize um, these are the areas that I might need to accept are happening in my life or taking place in my life. But this is a priority because this is urgent, for instance, but then some other aspects might not be as a, as a big priority at all. So just trying to let go of the things that might be causing you distress, but yeah, and just mentally maybe creating a bit of distance to that, pushing that away somehow, you know, we can do that using our minds and bodies actually. Um, you know, using tools like visualization, which Sophia will share later. And another way to kind of let go of some energy that you might not want to be experiencing is, of course, tapping. Even in practices like Feng Shui, um, you sort of declutter the old and the stale in order to bring in the new, in the same way we can do with our bodies and minds. So, um, yeah. So let's try to kind of just do a little bit of tapping uh, before I hand over the word to Sophia. <laughs> and I would always welcome everyone to, you know, start tapping on the side of the hand on the karate chop point. 
And then just close your eyes maybe and just take a deep inhale. And think about what well-being means to you. What does mental clarity mean to you and how does that feel like in your body to have that? Is it calm? Is it patience? Compassion or kindness? And maybe you have a color associated to having this lovely nourishing experience, this positive energy. And just choosing to connect with that color on each cell on your, of your body. And just repeat after me, maybe becoming quite specific with your words if that's available to you. I'm choosing to release any old mental clutter and I invite new energy in my life. Perfect. And we can just do that again. I'm choosing to stay positive about the time to come and I can trust that I'll manage it well. Choosing to show myself compassion and acceptance. And then we can go to the top of the head, which is the next point. I'm choosing to relax my body and mind here and now. Excellent. And now let's go to the eyebrow point, the beginning of the eyebrows. I choose to release this stress in my body here and now. And then we go to the side of the eye, closer to the eyelashes. I choose to show myself kindness and compassion during this time. And then underneath the eye, which is the next point, I can invite more positive energy into my life right now. And then going down to the underneath the nose point. I release any tension in my body in this moment. Perfect. And let's go to the chin point. It's safe for me to release the stress and overwhelm. And then the collarbone points. I can invite peace and connection into my life and into my body right now. And then last but not least, underneath the arm point, which is just normally where the bra strap is located. And we say, I choose to accept myself with love and compassion here and now. And I'm letting go of any old energy that doesn't serve me anymore. Excellent. And if you're yawning, just welcome that too. <laughs> and then take a deep breath in. And just release. Perfect. I hope that was helpful. Only took a couple of minutes really of our time. So I'm going to hand over to you, Sophia. Thank you, Alisa. I'm so relaxed. <laughs> um, so 
I will share with you now um, one of many ways that you can use to emphasize or strengthen your, um, to set your visions and intentions for the coming year. And by using your, our senses and our breathing when we do that. So I would like to invite you to again, close your eyes or lower your gaze, whatever feels more comfortable to you. And just take a moment and focus on your breath. Breathe in and breathe out. And with your next breath, visualize whatever you have identified now for, from the previous session, what you could let go of that no longer serves you. Breathe in. And now when you breathe out through your mouth, feel whatever needs to leave you, let go. Just let go. Breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your mouth and let go. One more time, breathe in through your nose and sense that whatever you need to let go leaves your body, mind and soul and breathe out. Now take a moment to visualize whatever you would like to call in for the coming year. Imagine that you're already there. You have already achieved it. And notice how that feels in your body. What sensations do you notice? How does it make you feel? Try to see if you can identify an emotion connected to that feeling. Then notice what is surrounding you at this moment. Who is there? What is there? Can you hear any sounds? Can you smell anything? And now focus on your breath again. Breathe in and breathe out. And with your next breath in, feel everything that you have sensed now, the emotion, fill your body with gratitude. One more time, breathe in and let that fill up your body and breathe out and now you can open your eyes and this is one of many ways to just visualize that you're already there and what you feel in your body what that makes you feel thank you miriam i'll hand over to you mm, that was lovely Sophia. and uh, i i just want to share also it was so funny because when i i felt this energy of you doing this and um, also or feeling into how I felt uh, in that moment that I was 
that it was visualizing and it was actually for us to do more of these things together as that's something that I really enjoy doing uh, but also having a live live sessions with live people around us because I do believe that when we do these uh, this type of work it's something very special when we come together so just wanted to share that with you and maybe for those for you who are listening in that you could also share what you saw in your uh, visualization maybe with a friend or a colleague and really talk about these things uh, what what do you see yourself doing and how does it feel because it gives a sense of uh, clarity just talking about it and sharing that with someone who 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 you trust and that you um, yeah that's part of this so with that said another sort of important uh, thing in my life at the moment that I'm trying to explore more is the topic of self-compassion and it's been so great also getting to know you more Alisa last year because you are also a big advocate and you talk a lot about self-compassion and it's a theme that I sometimes feel can be a little bit misunderstood um, or ignored maybe because we do not take the time uh, to really give ourselves the the compassion in our busy lives we are many of us are usually great friends great parents caring so much around the people around us for our colleagues and friends and so on and then compassion comes naturally you do give uh, your attention and your care to the people that means a lot to you i think we can all agree that that's a normal human trait then giving the self uh, yourself the same type of compassion or appreciation and just acknowledging uh, if you go through something challenging and to, to do that is also really important to create a sense of well-being because we will all experience challenging moments in our life, um, definitely. But it's how you can relate to yourself and how you can support yourself when you go through such a period that can really make a change in your life. So instead of using harsh words when something might feel very disappointing or you maybe didn't succeed in what you were planning to do, to to give yourself um, support and use words of kindness is something that we also need to practice. At least I've been um, being too harsh to myself many times. Um, And I thought that that was the being harsh and having a strong inner critic would make me succeed, uh, would make me work harder. And in many ways, maybe it did, but I don't believe now that it's necessary. I see that when I do things out of joy, out of feeling inspiration, it creates a better outcome. And I enjoy the process more. Uh, so one thing uh, to think about self-compassion is really uh, to think how would you treat uh, how would you say hello to a friend in the morning 
you walk into the office or you log into your uh, Zoom meeting and how do you appear? I think it's a smile that comes naturally. If you see someone that you like, you say, hello, hi, Elisa, how are you? <laughs> and Sophia, what, how was your weekend? And you greet me with uh, a smile back and that makes, makes me happy and we feel connected. So um, a technique or something that you can try when you greet yourself in the morning, when you look at yourself in the mirror the first, now in <laughs> last of January, uh, after a long, long winter, how can you then be positive towards yourself and say, hello, good morning, how am I today? Great to see you. I look forward to spending the whole day with you. And, and how would that feel if you were to give yourself that energy boost the first thing you do in the morning? So that's something that you can practice uh, now and see how that sort of sets the tone uh, for your day ahead. Do you have any, Alisa, you work a lot with compassion and I know that you're also now in a really interesting phase because you're studying um, this topic. Can yes. you tell us a bit more? So I've been admitted to do the master's program of compassionate inquiry, which is a, a psychotherapeutic somatic approach uh, developed by Dr. Gabor Mate and um, Sattaram. And I've done the first year, which I did in 22, 23. Uh, so now this is the kind of continuation and it's an incredible journey. Uh, it's all about building therapeutic alliance with individuals, of course, clients. And um, I can use that in various kind of, you know, we can use it at work, but we can also use it, you know, within our kind of, you know, the counseling roles, for instance, that I'm currently in and so on. If you're a practicing practitioner, for sure, this is just a way to develop your skills. But in compassionate inquiry, we sort of dip into the previous experiences that we had as children, because every time we might be triggered, that in itself gives us a clue that something may have happened in the past that we are defended against. And only, you know, with um, compassion can we actually then start healing and so on and understand through awareness what may have happened to change our lives you know slowly <laughs> so it's an, an amazing method um, which I am very pleased to reconnect with uh, which I'll, I'll I'm starting in a couple of weeks so yeah very excited Thank you. for you and I'm sure we will have more talks about compassion yeah. in the future since it's a theme that's coming up more and more and I also believe that there's this opportunity to embrace and work with compassion as part of building a very sustainable and uplifting corporate culture absolutely yeah and what's your experience of that you're also uh, trained as a, um, a yeah therapist in stress management and how has compassion been part of your training well, it's, um, yeah, well, what I try to do is link it into my sessions as a stress management facilitator. I try to talk about, I talk with um, uh, people that are working a lot with compassion. They feel they're compassionate about what they do and for other people. 
Um, but what we, what I would like to re us to reflect a little bit at that is to find the balance in that, to find self the balance between feeling compassionate about what you do, and compassionate for others, and whatever they're going through, and not lose yourself and find the balance into also feeling self compassion, because I think that in my line of work as working with um, the National Development Assistance. Um, we have a tendency to kind of lose that balance. And I think it's more important than ever with what everything is going on in the world to kind of navigate that balance and practice self-compassion more than ever. Yes. Yeah. And there are so many different ways to do that, but just being acknowledging how you feel and your state is something that I think it starts with that and then that can spread. Mm. And uh, when it comes to the other things we were talking about here earlier, in terms of mental clarity, Elisa, that you talked a lot about, I think it's such a good way to uh, re to get some clarity or mental clarity is also to give yourself time to reflect upon your own needs. So a one way of practicing self-compassion can just be asking yourself, what is my need right now? What do I need to feel good? What do I need to have for, uh, for this day? Yeah. And to also honor that. Uh, so another tips mm -hmm. that I just realized as uh, we're having this session is in all of those of you who like to-do lists, um, I'm definitely one of them, uh, looking at your to-do list and see what are one thing that I do for myself on my to-do list. So it's not just about doing things for others and making uh, progress in your work, which is also, of course, very important to do. But could there be a balance? So maybe your to-do list says, oh, after lunch, I'm going to go out for a little walk and listen to the birds. Um, yeah. Or what are those small moments that you can give yourself uh, throughout the day that will energize yourself? Absolutely. I often also ask the question, in how many ways can I show myself compassion today? And that could look differently, of course, for <laughs> in, in different ways. Um, but that will definitely always require or, you know, allow me to to kind of show myself the time that I need to kind of reconnect with myself. Um, but it could also be, you know, working out or pausing or taking more breaks and eating, e eating better food, even, you know, that sort of thing. So. And when we work with organizations, as you do, Sophia, what are things that as a manager or a leader, how can you embrace or inspire your colleagues to also be uh, more self-compassionate? I think by doing the inner work yourself, I think as a um, guiding your, I mean, doing it by yourself, I think um, as a manager or somebody in that kind of position could inspire others to do because, and then making the next step would also to create space for that. Um, those kind of discussions or, um, you know, so that I think those are two simple steps to take. Start with yourself and then to create space. Yes, and in just creating space, what we mean then is often just uh, starting the conversation, right? So you don't need to feel that you need to have all the answers, but just bringing your team together and 
talk about what does self-compassion mean to you and everyone can just share that and then you can have a really interesting conversation about how can we bring this more into our work days into the way we collaborate and uh, setting the tone for how you interact with each other So, and we are obviously here to help. So is there anyone thinking that this sounds really interesting? We would love to have this more. Uh, then we are also here happy to help and to have conversations about how to create sustainable and uh, compassionate workplaces. Um, and in a place like a school, Alisa, where I know you work part time, how, how has this been inspiring your work? Well, I've recently created this six week um, mindfulness program for a specific class that I know have issues within the within the group and the kind of togetherness. And a really important session is on compassion. And actually, this February, um, because it's the, the, the month of love, but also connection, <laughs> say, love for yourself and others, um, I'll be doing some interesting practices or interactive sort of sessions for the children in order for them to kind of cultivate a sense of compassion and, you know, connection. Yeah. Mm, that sounds beautiful. And you also work with students, Sophia, but that are a bit older going to university. What are you sharing with them? Well, just um, just a reflection and together to see what kind of tools is suitable for them in whatever they will head out to in, into the world and providing some easy, easy, easy tools that they could use. And I also um, uh, find inspiration from mindfulness because I think that's um, for me, that's something that I practice. So I try to share that with them and then have reflections about how that works for them and if they can bring it with them into whatever they're heading into next. Yeah, it goes very well together, mindfulness and, and self-compassion. Definitely. And uh, I think that's all I really wanted to share. And is there anything from you for last note to our listeners no just thank you so much for inviting us back to the studio here <laughs> yes thank you so much it's been it's always a pleasure to have you with me and to share uh, the these types of topics and having a, a space really to even linkedin it can be a space where we talk about compassion and how to create that together because i do believe that when we collaborate and open up for these discussions that's where the change can start to happen yeah. so i'm so so happy to have both of you with uh, with me today and so happy for all of you who's been listening thank you for listening in and remember to subscribe so you get notified when we release our next episode of this podcast and you can always reach out to me you can connect on linkedin or send me an email on miriam at omla.se and i wish you a beautiful rest of your day and your week hoping you are staying healthy happy and thriving wherever you are in the world Bye-bye.